Welcome to Pencil Leadership. I'm Chris Anderson, success and lifestyle entrepreneur, and I'm on a mission to help you realize your full potential so you can leave a positive mark on the world. So if you're ready, take out your pencils and let's begin. This is episode 130 with multi-million dollar SaaS startup founder, Stefan Smolders. If you want to be a part of making a difference in the lives of others, make sure you share this episode and leave a rating and a review at Apple Podcasts, and together we can leave a positive mark. I started together with my technical co-founder, Glenn, which I met uh, uh, on the early days uh, uh, in my, uh, at school, uh, uh, with another intelligent IP tracking software where we identify website visitors. It's called Lead Express. The software is still there. And it's actually a similar software like Albacross, Lead Forensics, Lead Feeder, uh, where uh, we can identify actually companies who are visiting the website. And a lot of people like to have this software, especially the small business uh, uh, owners. But we found out that after a while, they always struggling with what's actually the best way to follow up. And they try to pick the phone, for example. I saw some really strange things happen and then they called to the reception. Hey, Chris, it's Stefan here. I saw some of your colleagues visited my website. Can you please forward me to them? I'm really, no, what are you talking about, Stefan? I can't, I can't help you. Uh, and then um, at the end, they blame actually as the providers that the software is not working for them and that challenged me to see if I could find ways to do acquisition on a much more modern way. Uh, so I jumped uh, with 143 uh, LinkedIn connections on, uh, on LinkedIn and investigated all the opportunities over there as a newbie. Um, and to push myself a bit harder, I subscribed for the Sales Navigator. And actually, I was immediately in love straight from the beginning because I could easily find all the companies based on filters which visited my website, for example. I could do lookups. I could define my ideal customer profile. The only mistake I made was that it wasn't that easy to approach these people. So instead of only talking about myself and trying to make connections, which was not working because uh, yeah, a less amount of people were only accepting, I spent a couple months to have a better understanding on how to actually approach people in general from the psychological perspective and um, improved day by day. And after a couple of months using these new learned tactics and strategies, asking questions and, and keep conversations going. Um, it became my number one lead channel, but I did everything manually. Okay. That was the thing. So I, 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 know, I know we're going to dive into you making this, uh, turning it into Expandy, which I'm excited, but you, you talked about you went from when you're sending messages, talking more about yourself and, you know, kind of general conversation to like a more psychological approach to have conversations go the way kind of you needed them or wanted them to go and, and extended those. What did that look like? What did that change that shift in your conversations look like when you focused on the psychological aspect? Yeah, let's let's first of all say to be honest that that in the beginning I was sending approaches like, hey, I'm Stefan, I'm that cool guy, I can do everything for you. It will not cost that much money. Uh, do you want to be my friend, right? 
without doing any investigation on the behavior of the prospect, on the backgrounds, if it really matched my ideal uh, customer profiles. So it was, I think, a bit of both sides, less investigation, uh, only talking about myself. And yeah, I found out that it's actually the same as that you're working on the street and you see there the boys, especially here in the Netherlands, uh, uh, which are selling papers, right? And if you see them from hundreds meters away, you already try to avoid them. And I think people did exactly the same with my, my boring messages where I did not uh, have any interest in, in the receivers. Um, so I think it's a bit of a combination, yeah. And when I changed that approach uh, to be more aligned with what they are actually doing, uh, we're just asking some simple questions to start conversations on a more smooth way that increased uh, a lot of a lot of things and also opened more opportunities and uh, opportunities to keep conversations going and more people who accept the connection requests. So yeah, that was a bit of a total sum of what what uh, mainly changed at that time. But. Okay, and that's interesting, and it, it's so right on though. I mean, investigating more into into that person, so you can like have that connection. Hey, I saw you know, congrats on whatever that was. Maybe they got a promotion, or you know, they started something, or so connecting it with their emotions there. But you mentioned asking certain questions. Are, are there any certain questions that you found worked well to, to kind of get your foot in the door and be able to start those conversations and allow them to go Yeah, on? I think you point here in, uh, an interesting case because from the moment when I start using Sales Navigator, for example, with these specific filters, if people posted in the past 30 days, if people... Uh, change job roles in the last 90 days. And I use that as a starting point in the approach. Hey, uh, uh, Chris, uh, congrats, uh, uh, kudos to you. Uh, congrats on the new job role. Um, that is a more softer kind of approach. Or I just uh, reviewed you, your last comment on, on that specific blog post. If I selected that filter, uh, really cool content that, yeah, was a huge, huge difference in comparing to a first name. I saw, uh, I saw your profile, and I see you're working as a, a job title at a company name, because these ones are yeah definitely overused and outdated. And because the platform is growing so fast, everybody is is uh, is doing the same, right? Okay. So, so being more interested actually in what that person has posted or, or events that have taken place in their life, kind of being more um, specific on that person and not kind of a general copy and paste type template. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Or, or engaging with, with, with people who are also commenting on a specific post, uh, which I found interesting on LinkedIn or people who also planning to attend and event with in common interest and use that actually as a starting point. Hey, I just noticed you are planning also to attend Chris, uh, his event. Um, I'm looking forward to it as well. Let's, let's connect. Love it too. Yeah. That was definitely a huge change also in terms of results in comparing to all these traditional and outdated approaches. Yeah. 
Okay. Now, and did you notice, <clears throat> I mean, you hear a lot of times like the sales approach, there's, there's so many steps, you know, seven, 12 steps touches you have to have with individuals. Did you find that that shortened the process at all? Or was it still kind of a quote unquote lengthy process compared to like the hard sell? Uh, I think yeah, for the, the, there's definitely to say something for both ways. I'm, um, I'm a soft seller myself. So I'm not pushing that uh, that hard with with twelve or even fifteen uh, messages, but to just do a simple and quick follow up after a couple of months, just checking in, how are you doing, everything right? I uh, uh, just saw your post, uh, uh, everything well. We are already friends, and um, I found out that doing that after a while, it will definitely help to restart a conversation. Mm, okay. So you're just kind of poking, you know, coming back and poking every once in a while. Hey, I'm still here. Hey, I'm still checking out your stuff. Still want to stay connected. Uh, instead yeah. of just, uh, okay. And, and so we, we know this obviously worked. So, cause as I mentioned at the beginning, zero to 5 million in 15 months. So you, you, you were starting this process, experimenting with LinkedIn and messaging and you're like, okay, Hey, I'm doing this all manually. Right. And so is that where expandy kind of formulated kind of came to, came to be? Now, the, the challenge came in um, when I thought, if this worked so really well for me, this as a, as a lead channel, LinkedIn, then let's help some complaining customers from my previous Lead Express software to help them book appointments on LinkedIn as a kind of a done-for-you agency. So I started to help five customers, which were complaining, your Lead Express software, it's cool, it's nice, but I can't book appointments, I don't know how to do. So I helped them with optimizing their profiles, with finding their uh, audiences on LinkedIn and start doing outreach. And there actually the struggles came in with two left hands, one Excel sheet and, and five customers and actually managed all these follow-up messages. It was a huge mess after a while. Even it was working, but uh, that was the moment that I considered, okay, let's search if there are some automation tools which could help me do all the repetitive tasks on LinkedIn. Um, I found out that there were hundreds of tools. Most of them were Chrome extensions and I've tested out, you can believe me, all of them from DuckSoup to LinkedHelper to, to Meet Leonard, Alfred, Phantom Buster, LeadIn, and so on and so forth. And I think the main part of all these tools, they, they, they have actually great features, but the first challenge is that as soon as if you close your laptop or your browser session, all the automations are stopped because they, these are Chrome extended. Also, these ones are more designed for single users. And one of the main challenges we all have on LinkedIn is actually managing the LinkedIn inbox on a proper way, right? Because for some strange reasons, if you refresh your inbox and you're doing a lot of outreach, then you will also lose some conversations because LinkedIn is not ordering them on actually an easy and the right way. And if you lose these chat conversations, then you lose the opportunities. And there was no tool out there at that time point which could provide also the LinkedIn inbox to keep track from the app in there. <clears throat> and you definitely 
not could see metrics is let's say you approach 100 people okay how many people accepted how many people replied how many people uh, uh, did replied on one of the second or third follow-up message and to use these tools from single user perspective i think that's uh, it's fair enough to say that that most of them are all great tools but using them from agency perspective where you actually want to spend your time on valuable things and just need to rely on a proper software which works a bit more seamless where i can easily switch without vpn or browser sessions along all these different accounts i'm managing where i can keep track of metrics where i can connect the dots that was actually missing so to make a bit of a long story short actually from frustration i shared everything with my technical co-founder glenn and he just told me with 100 uh, or actually 43 connections or so, let's build our own tool where we focus on the main challenges people have. That's actually safety uh, because everybody who is used to use, uh, to do LinkedIn outreach and use certain tools, they all know that it's not forbidden or illegal by law, but yeah, LinkedIn is not that amused with it in terms of policy. And um, so that was what we did. We focused mainly on safety. We built it in the cloud. We provide every user with a dedicated and country-based and unique IP and a safe and seamless environment. We made it happen that we uh, could retrieve all the inbox messages so that you, you could keep track from our inbox um, and made it a bit more easy for people who are managing more than one account and wanted to do that on a safe and seamless way. And beside of that, we put in all the extra features I need from agency perspective to, to get great results in terms of intelligent searching. And instead of running a simple sales navigator search, how amazing could it be if I can scrape anyone's post on LinkedIn no matter which one, if it's one from yourself, from your colleague, from a competitor, from a company, from an influencer, and actually within one mouse click, retrieve all the people who comment and liked such kind of a post. If I could scrape polls and just uh, import only the people who gave a specific answer, if I could scrape events and approach all the attendees, so actually all the people which also planning to attend that specific event. And then I could hyper-target my audience on a bit of a more different way than everybody was used. So we put in all these kind of features had to give people a better starting point and make more quality searches to find, uh, actually find the audience on an, uh, on an easy way. So that was the born of, uh, of Expandi. Um, and it was somewhere around January 2019 that we start building the software tool in the Netherlands, uh, managed by my technical co-founder, Glenn. And he promised me we will have a better life within three months. But we all know that uh, uh, the development, everything takes a bit longer. So at the end, it took us six months to have a beta version ready, which we could use to test. Awesome. Uh, our own software. Yeah. That's pretty, that's it's seeing a need, seeing a frustration having a frustration and creating something to fix that I think is a huge, huge testament to just entrepreneurship uh, in general. And so uh, I love that. And just the ingenuity that you guys came up with to fix this 
bypass all, you know, the, the Chrome extension, all the, you know, LinkedIn laws, quote unquote. But um, one thing I've heard you mention quite a bit, and I'm curious how, how you go about doing this and how you incorporated it more into Expandy is you mentioned finding your audience, narrowing in your audience, you know, really getting to know and understanding who your audience is. So how do people go about on LinkedIn, finding their audience and narrowing it in? And then in Expandy, is it easy to kind of target those audiences? Yeah, I think most of, of, of people who are using LinkedIn on an active way, they, they are used to do, depends on which subscription type they have to do, or on basic search with just a couple of filters or a simple sales navigator search. I think on average, most people are running a sales navigator search with just a couple of filters, such as location and a job title. Um, and then they try to approach as many of these people as they want with a lot of yeah, maybe uh, not the best approaches uh, out there. Um, so instead of doing that, uh, I think if you do it a bit more intelligent with some extra filters, okay, how I could benefit people which change their job roles, but also match the, the, the ideal uh, customer profile. Uh, what can I do with people which are in my ideal customer profile, but which posted in the last 30 days, it's just one extra filter you can set in Sales Navigator, which can help you to make a more common reason to contact them. Um, if you contact people which also engage with a post, then it's kind of a uh, more softer intro. Hey, Chris, I also saw you're a fan of the post uh, from uh, from Stefan about the lead generation. Super cool. I want to learn more. What's what's your best approach? Let's uh, let's let's share some ideas. Then, yeah, such, such kind of uh, ways are definitely giving uh, uh, giving better results than just going to Google. Um, Okay, LinkedIn message templates, and then you find there a top 10 of, of, of approaches like a first name, I uh, came across your profile, uh, I see you're working as job title, super cool, let's connect. And because the platform is growing so really, really fast with more than 700 million active users, uh, we also yeah, have to be aware that most of the people are doing outreach that way and always saw LinkedIn as a numbers game which actually means that if you put enough people in a campaign, there will always be an outcome. And that is how people were used to do outreach uh, for a very long time. And LinkedIn is challenging and fighting against spam because everybody is using these kinds of a spray and pray approaches. And to avoid that people are leaving the platform, and they also try to make it more difficult for such kind of a providers out there uh, from technical perspective. But the other thing they are doing at the moment is, okay, they actually say, and maybe we all noticed it a couple months ago, that it's not that common anymore that we can keep on going with spray and pray approaches. And they actually say, okay, you can send 100 connection requests in one week, 
not in one day anymore. And which means that if we want to stay on the platform, we have to make sure that we get the same results out of 7x less people we can approach. So the better we can target and the more study we can do about these people, the higher the chances to get the same results. So it really, yeah. And I think, yeah, I saw that, that they were stopping the hundred per day and it's now a hundred per week. So it just goes back to, you know, doing a little bit more, you know, taking just a little bit extra step to connect with that person on a different level than just, Hey, you know, first name saw you work here. Great to connect. Uh, so I, I think that's, I think it's important on almost probably any platform really. It's just getting a little bit more personal, like showing them you're aware of what they're doing, that you've checked it out. They've engaged, um, to open that door for sure. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and if we dive a bit more in depth there, then I think we are all familiar with, with the social selling index, right? SSI score. Um, and based on, on our data, we see that, that uh, maybe 90% of the people have a lower SSI score than 70. And if we analyze all the four pilots from the SSI score, then actually, yeah, mainly people are mainly focused on uh, pilot number four, building relationships, because they were focused on sending connection requests. And that one was always much higher than the other three one because they did not spend enough attention to it. And yeah, let's 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 say that if we search on LinkedIn self and do investigations about what they actually want that people are do to become a healthy LinkedIn user, then they want, for example, that you improve your LinkedIn profile and that you use it to actually retrieve more people to visit your profile. And what's, for example, the best way to do it? If you post if you make your profile more impressive if you post on a consistent way in different formats and maybe three four times a week because that's what linkedin want content and then you will see that people will visit your profile they will engage with your content and that could be actually ideal ways to build inbound strategies where you not only have to rely on making connection requests but you can for example engage with people who are visiting your profile and let's 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 say with an intelligent tool like Expandi, you can visit these profile automatically back, and then you can set and trigger uh, that maybe after two days you can like their latest post, and from there you can follow that profile. Then you can grab the email. Then we can look, for example, has the profile an open status? Is it has an open status? Then we can say, okay, let's shoot over an open email. If he's not replying to the open email, then we can send an email also to Expandi. And we can set and trigger that if it's not replied or if it's not open, then in the last chance, we can say, okay, let's then make a connection request and refer in that connection request. Okay, I try to engage with you a couple more times through different options, but finally, I, yeah, I, I, I hope you will accept my connection request because of these and these reasons. But then you get more advanced of engaging with persons on LinkedIn, because every time if you follow somebody, if you like somebody's post, 
if you visit them profile, they will also get a notification. And that's maybe the most interesting way to warm up people and actually make them aware that you are engaging with them. Besides of that, we also see that LinkedIn wants you to create events. And maybe you noticed it as well that a lot of events are going on on LinkedIn, especially after uh, uh, the COVID kicked in. Everything moved from physical events to online webinars and seminars and promotions. And that's also a great opportunity because LinkedIn wants that you only invite people you know. So if you promote your event the right way with creating content on a consistent way, with creating polls and ask people questions and use these people to approach after your event, then you are actually doing a more warm outreach. And then you are not mainly focused on just randomly making connection requests. It's, I think there will be a change in behavior we are all used to do outreach on a certain way on LinkedIn, and it worked for many, many years. Um, we needed not to be that clever to make easy money on LinkedIn, most of us. And now we actually have to do a step back. We have to analyze the situation. It's still a great platform. It's, it's, it's actually still a gold mine, but we only have to use it on a different way with other strategies. And I think if we keep always the social selling index score in mind and focus on improving all these different parts and try to design strategies around that, that's the most healthiest way to do that. And of course, in Xpandi, we have all these features available to, to, to help you with that, to do outreach in, in, on, on that way. Yeah, but even without, without any third-party app or without an Xpandi, I think that's the best way to move forward if you want to get advance of uh, of uh, the great LinkedIn platform. Mm. And I think it it shows. I mean, everything you're saying uh, with your success with Expandi, um, it it shows it works. Uh, I mean, going from nothing to to five million in, in fifteen months, uh, it's huge. It's, it's amazing. And so, hats off, congrats to you on doing that for one and providing a service many people needed um, with that though i'm curious what were some challenges that you guys came across when i mean getting going on that journey i mean uh, i'm sure something you know yeah it's, it's it's not only and 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 it's an impressive story uh, sometimes i can't believe it myself that that uh, that we achieved this if you told me before i had signed for one million uh, definitely up front but um, there are also indeed a lot of learning. For example, when we were in our beta, I thought, hey, how amazing would it be if I scrape or if I focus as an ideal customer profile on only people who are using our Lead Express IP tracking software. So I thought, okay, let's be clever and let's use a, 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 a scrape tool like BuildWit, where I can find all companies who are using a similar tool like Lead Express, for example, maybe a Dutch competitor, then I scrape all the websites which implemented such a tracking code on our website, and then I'm going to approach them as a provider of such kind of a tool. I exactly knew that 
uh, all these people like that software, but that they were struggling with what's the most efficient way to follow up. So we set everything up. We start to approach these people. We booked tons of appointments, all done on LinkedIn with Expandi, and that was the best proof that it worked. But that were also people which were new to LinkedIn. So first, I had to sell LinkedIn. Second, I had to sell automation. And if they decided to do it 45 minutes later, then at the end, after a couple of days, they came back to me, okay, what I actually have to send because I did not get great results. So it was very time consuming. It was not scalable. We only did it local. So I thought if we really want to grow fast, we have to do a better job than this. And we have to focus on other kinds of people. So from all these learnings, we decided, okay, let's try to focus on a global market. Then we have more opportunities. Let's define our customers on, on a better way. So why not only focusing on agencies? I wasn't starting agency myself, growth hackers and actually people who are already managing more accounts on LinkedIn because then I only have to make one sale and they are managing maybe 50 or 100 accounts. They can identify themselves with me because I faced exactly the same challenges by using all these tools as they did. Now that's one of the learnings we did. So we made not, not, not a mistake, it's, it's, it's more learning. And, and by changing that approach and actually going double down on that niche, agencies and growth hackers, um, yeah, that was, I think, one of the best decisions to niche down and just focus on one small niche and only trying to be the best for these kind of a people. That was, I, I think, one of the main learnings we, we, uh, we did and also gave us the best results because at the end, you can't help everybody. Right. That's, I always I just posted it. about that today. It's crazy. I literally just posted about how we need to narrow down our target market, narrow down our niche. To, to be able to, to help and, and to market easier. So you saying it 5 million in 15 months, just proves it again over and over. Thanks. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah. Uh... So what, I mean, what's, what's the goals now? I mean, you hit 5 million, 15 months, just continue to expand that and, 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 and improve expand even more. Yeah. We, um, Last, last month, uh, we closed at uh, a little bit above the six, uh, the six million. Um, we, we are also challenging to transit the, the, the organization where we started with just a, a handful of people. And now we are with 33 colleagues. So to bring the organization from an, 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 uh, a startup environment to actually a proper scale up where uh, better processes in place, better managers to help people moving forward the right way, to uh, keep track uh, of metrics on a consistent way and use data to grow the company. We decided to hold on for now to do a little bit of a step back uh, and to improve first internal organization and upscale all these kind of things to prepare an, uh, a next bull run maybe later on this year. But um, yeah, we, have, we have some lacks insight and a lot of things which can be improved. And the challenge for us now is to do that first on a proper way 
Um, and that are all challenges, to be honest, which I did not could imagine before that they even exist. So yeah, that's uh, that's uh, a, a whole new level and world. And I'm just a simple founder, like uh, my technical co-founder Glenn, which is bit, yeah, he's, he's more advanced in, in in things, but doing as a couple of solo entrepreneurs and starting your journey, you with creating a product or a solution in this case, which help people because I felt the pain myself. So actually for me in the beginning to do 700 demos in four months to really understand why people are buying from us, I'm good in all these kinds of things, but I also have to be fair that we, we, we brought it to here. And if you want to grow maybe X, X3, X4, we need, we just need better people in the company who are have more experiences to bring it from here to the next stage. And I'm also aware that it's all about data now. It's all about structure. It's all about processes. It's uh, bringing, uh, hiring new people on a fast array, giving them a great experience. It's, it's not what I'm good in as just a, a founder which came up with a great idea which decided to build it together with, 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 with Glenn and made it to here with hard work, dedication and, and for the last past two years almost worked 17 hours a day. It, it just needs other skills. And yeah, that's also a challenge and transition, I think, where, where we are in now. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's a lot of things where we're working on in the background uh, at the moment with, uh, with expanding. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it's, it definitely is, uh, as you get to new levels, new things open up that you were like, Whoa, okay. Wasn't expecting that. And, and it's so cool just from my perspective, how vulnerable and transparent you are, Stefan, about, about your strengths, about your weaknesses, about what you, like, I got to bring people in. Cause this is not my cup of tea. This is not where I'm strongest in. And I think that shows leadership and, and shows that you're on the right path because you can say that like, Hey, I need people who are good in these areas because I am not, and we can do this together. So, uh, um, amazing. Just right there. What you had mentioned really stood out to me. So, yeah. And I think otherwise you will slowly burn out yourself. Right. And you, I see also now that I can't be involved in everything what's going on in the company. When we were with eight, nine or 10 people, it was easy to do. I was everywhere. I was in between in every department, which we actually did not have. But now we, I can be involved in anything. So actually as early stage founders, we need maybe to do a bit of a step back and make the organization less independent from, from ourselves that uh, I think can only be solved indeed with uh, with, with, with just uh, 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 looking on the honest way in the mirror to see, okay, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And maybe we need uh, a couple of experts in the company which have just more experiences in these kinds of areas, which will become more important day by day. Absolutely. And I think, just and that goes to so many things like as we're growing as we're expanding in life like 
being able to do it together. I mean, to quote teamwork makes the dream work. And, and it's so true for this as well. Uh, because so pencil leadership, obviously the last trait is about leaving a positive mark on the world. And, and a lot of times we can't do this or do that by ourselves. We have to have a group that helps us leave our positive mark. And so kind of with that, uh, I, I love to hear your answer to, to that. So being, being a pencil leader, you're, you're created uniquely with a purpose to leave a positive mark in the world. So when everything is said and done for you, what do you hope, Stefan, your positive mark on the world is? I think I started this adventure with, um, with the idea to help people making not a better version of themselves, but making them a better users on LinkedIn. And I decided at that time point that sharing is caring. So I created tons and tons of valuable content and resources with in-depth step-by-step guides full of tactics, strategies, no bullshit, no selling, just pure value on how you can improve your LinkedIn outreach game. And I created a community around that. Um, where I try to provide them with as many insights, all tested and well-working approaches. So first of all, I think, and I receive so many positive feedback on all the valuable content I share that that maybe is one of the interesting steps that people will always come back to you and that they really see you as a trustful person. And that's why I want to give you a compliment as well, because yeah, I follow you also for a while, that you have also a great community, that you also have your own groups and try to engage as much as you can with these kind of people. And that will actually become your ambassadors. The people who are trust you in the beginning, they will forgive mistakes, they will help you moving forward and making your product or your services better by sharing your feedback. So yeah, that's, 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 yeah, that's a bit of what I really like to do. Just share as much value as I, I can. And then I really, really hope that people will also get the same results as I actually got from all the guys I created and execute all these intelligent campaigns, my, my uh, myself yeah. that's amazing fantastic and, and yeah i think we could all i can i know i could do it better is just giving more and more value as much as we can to move people forward so stefan thank you for sharing that now where can people i know you you talked about having the resources and everything where can people find that um to to, to learn yeah i i, I uh, should recommend everybody we just want to improve their linkedin outreach game to visit our blog uh, it's expandi.io slash blog. We have more than 50k unique uh, uh, blog readers per calendar month. It's full of different strategies, insights, hacks, tactics, just to give people inspiration, examples, templates on uh, how you can uh, can uh, uh, have a great time on uh, on LinkedIn by doing outreach. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, guys, make sure you get that expandy.io backslash blog. Get those resources, learn, utilize just LinkedIn if that's where your audience is. And, and of course, find Stefan on there. 
check out what he's doing, get connected and, and follow along. But um, Stefan, thank you again so much for sharing uh, just about your journey about LinkedIn, how to improve that um, and just giving so much through your resources. So we appreciate being on Pencil Leadership. It was a pleasure to be here and uh, uh, yeah, I hope to speak on soon and wish you all the best uh, with your uh, amazing journey yourself as well, Chris. And thanks so much for tuning into this episode today. If you found value at all from this episode, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It just helps us get this show, these messages out in front of more people. And don't forget to share this with someone who you think could benefit from listening to as well. Now let's go out and be pencil leaders.